What's up with this love and light shit? Yeah, it's kind of like, what do those words even mean without the embodiment? Right, when people say love and light, I'm sort of like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm Kayla Nelson, a holistic coach in both wellness and business, and a healer and educator of Lyme disease. I'm Jessica Jean Muir. I'm a personal empowerment guide through my work as a yoga teacher, trauma-informed body worker, and group facilitator. You're listening to Love, Light, and Go Fuck Yourself, the podcast. Hey guys, Jessica Jean here. Thank you once again for tuning into Love, Light, and Go Fuck Yourself, the podcast. This is part two of our conversation with Mara Johanna Miller. If you haven't listened to part one yet, I strongly recommend that you go back and give that a listen and then come back to this episode. Um, And if you have listened to part one, enjoy part two. Hope you guys love the episode. That. So sure. as a white woman mm-hmm. in a spiritual, quote-unquote, industry, in mm-hmm. a self-development, self-help industry mm-hmm. um, that is heavily white, mm-hmm. that is basically all white, Yeah. <laughs> um, so I consider myself a feminist, yeah. so one of my intersected intersecting Mm, identities is that I do identify as a cis female, Mm -hmm. cisgendered female. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's really easy to get kind of self-righteous about feminism and all my sisters and that whole thing. Yes. And when I was in college, I was a women's studies minor and one of the things that blew my motherfucking mind was intersectional um feminism yes and how white feminism is actually a really different thing yes and white feminism (laughs) is something that i think most white people register as yes feminism yes will you talk on that that is another underst- like another thing to like actually learn your history on that. Actually understand what Anthony or what Susan B. Anthony how her approach was. She actually did not include women of color in in um, the pursuit of, of voting. So um, this is where yeah intersectionality is a huge thing, and that happened in the civil rights um, uh, scenarios as well. As it was mostly male dominated where in the white in feminism most women of color are calling it white feminism at this point i've heard women of color use the word womanism now that they're trying to move into that versus feminism because because they have felt so um unheard and unsafe and um and not welcome in spaces where it is deemed a feminist space so for me that was a misstep and something that I had to learn in terms of and continue to hear more and more about in terms of the women's marches yeah oh. I was fucking one of those white women with a pussy hat thank you okay I was I will put that out there I was and I and I had I had some knowledge at that point and I still showed up that way 
I was talking about intersectionality in trans women and women of color, but I still wore that fucking hat. <laughs> okay, so yeah. it still happens. I'm still a good person and I made a mistake. And I learned afterwards, after listening to countless other um, experiences and articles and, and things about how that impacted people, how seeing a, a sea of those made them white feel, women white women that. specifically, that I was like, oh, fuck. Can we break that down further? <laughs> well, yeah, and I posted a meme about that recently. That's Did you? Really dumb, but I posted a meme that was a pink pussy ad, and it said, Pink pussy hats are not inclusive. And yes. honestly, Kayla and I had a conversation about this. I was so shocked at how much pushback I got. Mm. People were pissed. Yes. People that I consider pretty fucking woke yes. were pissed at me for <laughs> yes. posting that. And I had a moment of considering like, oh God, did, did that go too far? Did yes. I not understand something correctly? No. Am I off? No. And then I had to really like the visual that you gave of walking backwards on yes. that the runway the runway in the airport really like clicked it's like no you got to be willing to put up with the fucking slap yeah people getting kind of pissed at you yeah so yeah can we (laughs) unpack that yeah let's (laughs) unpack that like how is that like yeah uh so well what i understand now or i'm still learning to understand right is to be a woman doesn't mean you have a vagina yeah and, and so that is another intersection there of, of truly understanding trans experiences, mm-hmm. of understanding queer and, and LGBTQ experiences of, of, no, actually, I still consider myself as a woman, but I don't have a vagina. And so for you to wear that and identify solely that a woman has that, then you are omitting me in Can my experience. just say the word? It's pussy. Pussy. Yeah. Did I not say it? <laughs> no, oh. no, and I wasn't saying like, oh, okay. oh, come on, say the word. I was just saying like, oh, yeah. to name it for people yes. listening. Yes, yeah. yeah, the pussy hats. Yeah, um, yeah. so f- for me, again, I, I, can, I very much am in tension with and, and always um, trying to be in awareness of my whiteness and, a, and, and being a woman. But again, with some of the other work that I'm doing, um, and the intersectionality of like, oh, but then, no, there's this other piece that intersects with this as well that I mm-hmm. need to be considering. And so um, I'm leaving people out when I'm, when I'm saying that that is the only way to, to experience or be a woman. Wow. There's so <laughs> much, right? I'm literally sweating. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's, again, we have to, you know remain in curiosity and and just sit in it too because it is it is absolutely but that's part of so I was sharing with you earlier so one of the you know I I do find myself here at at wanting to be an advocate and and speaking truth and things like that but I also want to be a healer right but to me and to me those things intersect but also how do I get white women to really see that this there's this also to be healing from Mm -hmm. the whiteness that we've internalized it's not just about being women in the patriarchy I mean that's real we experience that I experience that that is real shit but also we are we are up against and are, are perpetuating whiteness that is very violent in ways that we are showing up with our tears with and we're seeing this in the news right the barbecue becky and the people that are calling the white women that are calling police on people of color um that they're just so uncomfortable to even see a a black person enjoying their barbecue that they're gonna call the police um yeah it's it's a lot and 
to me, that is what I'd like to offer is, is, you know, coaching and Reiki and energy work, but also like healing from trauma. And so yeah. there's this book called My Grandmother's Hands by Risa Minikin. It's a really incredible book. It's just been out within the last year and a half or so. And he talks about white body supremacy and the trauma that we play out. He calls it dirty trauma. And to me, this book is just like, ah, this is so important. This is what I want to do is, and he names how white bodies oppressed and did violent things to white bodies first. And we brought that here and, and then created this concept of, of supremacy, of racism. Of, and, and so now we're playing it out on black and brown bodies. And so it's our own unhealed trauma that we are playing out on, on others in order to essentially make ourselves feel better. But actually, we don't see how we are, we are killing ourselves. We are, we are, yeah. we, are oh, we are just having so much, that, again, what has happened this weekend, right? Yeah. That is white body supremacy yeah. happening. Like yeah. that I am so uncomfortable and feel so inferior to you that I'm going to just... Yeah. shoot you because you don't belong here right and not to kill like, you murder you yeah and how was that different from hundreds of years ago when we sh- when people showed up in boats and murdered the indigenous people that that inhabited this land it's not different holy shit that just hit hard mm. thinking about that and not to oversimplify because i think this term can over oversimplify but hurt people hurt people. Yeah, yeah. it absolutely. The cycle of abuse. Yeah, and actually sitting, sitting with that phrase, hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. and getting curious with it, seeing where you are hurt and how you hurt others in that way. Yeah. How other people are hurting and hurt others in that way. And like actually breathing into that space and sitting with it Mm -hmm. and being brave enough to show up and do something different about it. Yeah. Mm. And we're constantly given opportunities to show up differently. And sometimes we might make missteps. We might not say the right thing. We might, it might not end up, the, the outcome might not end up in the way that we want it to. But if we aren't trying. Yeah. Every time we're given an opportunity, then we are perpetuating. Yeah. We are a part of it. So that's that's the key here is trying, right? <laughs> yeah. And giving each other, all of us, grace. Yeah. Like when you notice a person trying. Yeah. And maybe they don't do it the way that totally feels good or that it could have been done a different way or whatever, having like the softness to say like, hey, actually... X, Y, Z would have been a really great way to be yep. inclusive. Yep. And that's been my own journey as well. I mean, when I first was coming into consciousness, quote unquote, I was fucking angry. I was really, really angry. And I was so mad that the people around me weren't as angry as I was and weren't willing and wanting to see what I was seeing. And, it, you know, my parents, family and friends are like, you are angry. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, yes, and rightly so. But also over the years, I have been able to maybe soften in it, in mm-hmm. it a little bit. And this idea of softening hearts, mm-hmm. of, of just how can, how can I get more people to at least want to go, hmm. Yeah. 
Ooh. Oh, that's so hard for me. I'm so not soft. <laughs> and I'm something not. just landed for me, too, that, like, <clears throat> anger and rage people are so sensitive to and yeah. put off by and, yeah. like, scared of. Yeah, rightly right? so. Right, rightly yeah. so. And non-white people, yeah. people say that. of color, yeah. who, you know... Anyone outside of the privilege that we're yep. talking about right now yep. has so much right yes. to have anger. Yes. Yes. And yes. we, we, I'm talking like we as in white people, mm-hmm. yeah. really gotta take a deep fucking breath and take accept that deep yeah. fucking breath and that's the that's the biggest thing right and, and i like think that because if we say like i need you to be softer in your yes. delivery to me to teach oh, me the no. thing that is just tone oh, policing fucking yeah. privileged once more yes yeah. once more we are saying you're too much you're too something you make yep. me too uncomfortable you need to meet me here so yes. that i Truth. can absorb the information yes <laughs> Ugh. Yes. Instead say that. of like actually <laughs> being like, okay, come at come in conversation with your rage and your anger, and hopefully, and I don't, I hope this isn't oppressive in your a nonviolent way, like physically violent. You know, like yeah. can we? How can we hold safe spaces for this anger and rage and truth to come out for it to be? seen and held and witnessed and prepared yeah and that's huge and again we were you were starting to talk about this in terms of a safe space and 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 we can't ever really create a safe space right i've heard the term used brave space but um yeah and 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 for me the i have gained so much from being in spaces where people of color, where black women specifically have been sharing their experiences, where black males and black boys are sharing their experiences. They are gifting me with their experience, their multiple perspective, Mm -hmm. and I have a connection with them. I have a relationship with them where where that's, for me, unfortunately, shittily, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's where I'm, that's where I'm impacted in listening, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, I mean, we we do. We have to find, where can we find space to just fucking listen and really hear what is being said and, and not try and fix it or discount it or talk over it, but really listen and, mm-hmm. and hear our impact, hear their experience and continuously try to do better. Um, but again, I, so I help facilitate and I co-facilitate with a, with a Latina and um, I constantly have to consider, and this is something I love about building bridges, is we always posture this of we're, predo- we're potentially in a space where it's predominantly white people. How might power play out in this? There's maybe, there's men in here. How might power play out in this, right? And I have to constantly be thinking when I'm facilitating of how my whiteness might be affecting my co-facilitator in facilitating the group, right? Like just how might my individualism or my, my, um, even just like timeliness and things like that could step on her. And, and I just, part of our dynamic at Building Bridges is so incredible is that we're authentically living what we're trying to teach folks of just 
communication, conflict transformation, like being uncomfortable and having the hard conversations and being open to other people's experiences and perspectives and just always trying to do better for each other because we love each other, because we want to be in space with each other. Can we talk about tangible things (laughs) that we can do? Or listen mm. to or start recognizing. Yeah. Like, these are things that happen all the time. Yeah. That are offensive, oppressive, racist, And that's to privileged. us, right? It feels right. that way to us. Can you imagine how it feels to black and brown mm-hmm. people, right? Yeah. Like, We're tired that's of talking the impact about on us. Yeah. Like, the impact recentering brownness and blackness. Yes. Like, the impact that all this shit has on the people that we're talking about Mm -hmm. I mean so yeah yeah Yeah, no yeah yes all of it like what are things that habitually people are doing that they may not know that they're doing Mm. and how can we show up better Mm. how can we repair I think some examples might be just being curious about dynamics in workplaces, dynamics in in spaces where there are people of color, where there are women of color, and where potentially their voices are being dismissed, not heard, like in, in meetings, or who gets the promotion and who doesn't. Like there's just a lot of systematic things that can be looked at. Um, like, and in schools too, of just really looking at, like there's, there's schools where there are spaces that kids are put if they've been um if they have they're not getting out of school suspension but they're getting an in-school suspension and like getting curious about who ends up in those those spaces sort of thing um there's just a lot to remain curious about um and it just yeah and gentrification i mean it everything what we're wearing my phone you know like people in another country made my phone that are also dying in the minds that are creating this technology you know like just understanding capitalism patriot all these things intersect everything that i wear or do drive a car not drive a car like these are all different ways that we're potentially a part of as a cog as you were saying so i mean get curious about (laughs) life in general get curious about um I think the kind of big, easy, tangible things might be uh, Google words that you don't know, Google history you might not know, like just getting resources. Uh, A lot of I've seen a lot of black and brown people on social media just say, this isn't hard. I'm not here to teach you anymore. There's ample information for you to get. There are countless books. There are countless articles. There's countless people to follow who are giving you information. You just need to fucking want to look for it and and read it. So one. Two, the other thing easy to do is really just change, you know, we talk about this on Facebook and and Instagram, like who are you seeing on your feed? Do you have multiple perspectives or is it just a a sea of whiteness? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and really get curious about that. And where are the multiple perspectives that you could be seeking out? I think those are, you know, you can do that after this, right? You can go on Amazon and I have countless... Um, books and things to start with there are plenty of podcasts if you haven't listened to um seeing white yet that's a like 13 part 
um, podcast and it lays out a lot of the history and is really impactful and something that I, mm. everybody should listen to. White and we'll people. put all of these in the yeah. notes because there's a lot of there's resources. <laughs> and we want to make sure that you have the tools mm-hmm. that we have. I have the tools yeah. where, you know, like when you said the comment a few moments ago about um, people of color saying, like, we're no longer educating you. There's so much information out there. Yeah. I froze and I was like, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Mm. I literally need a list in front of me to say, this is where you need to go. Okay. These are the people you need to read yep. about. This is the parts of his, I don't, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that there are pieces of history that are masked mm. and shown through the lens of white privilege. Yep. I mean, I do know that, but yeah. like, I don't know as much as I could know about it. Yep. And there are people that are maybe listening that don't know yeah. that the lens of history has been shown through sure. a white cis man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay, I totally hear and honor and respect that you're over-educating they're tired. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to. Yeah, right. I mean, and not. There's still like Layla Syed, and there are other people who are like yeah. that. Is what their job is, or like yeah. they've come into doing, and yeah. and they want to be doing that. They're mm-hmm. they're offering resources, yeah. and they're asking to be paid for it. Yeah. And so there's and yes, and there's a lot names, of lists. I can get you lots of yes, lists. Yes, because these names that you're speaking <laughs> on are new. They're okay. brand new cool. to me. Yeah. Thank you for owning that saying that yeah Truth. yeah and that makes me you know like uh i don't want to be the person that doesn't know but <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah and that feels really uncomfortable i don't think yeah. you're alone i really don't think you're alone mm-hmm. and i think that's why this conversation is important mm-hmm. yeah and especially for us who have a predominantly white female audience mm-hmm. i think it's especially important because i mm-hmm. yeah i don't think you're alone kayla mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so I yeah, wanted, I mean, like, point that out for anyone yeah, that real. is listening. Yeah, thank you for sharing that and yep. reflecting that back to you, the listener. If you're listening to this and you're maybe sitting in a shame hole or a guilt ridden, <laughs> yes. like, oh my God, I feel so overwhelmed, under resourced, uh, guilty, shameful, all of those things. Like, I'm sitting here listening to and recognizing and understanding ways that I have not um, been showing up. And I don't know these people. I don't know these resources. And I'm excited to share them. And I also, one of the things that Heather Hackman, my mentor, has said, and I really appreciate too, is like, this is the work of us as white people, as white women, Mm -hmm. is how do we move through that guilt, that shame, um, and move into curiosity always. And really being able to take a deep breath and say, oh, I am uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have the answers. I don't know my next step. Mm-hmm. And how, how used to that we are, yeah. one. And, and again, just remain in curiosity. And that also works in conversation with people, too, of like, mm-hmm. how do you know that? Where did you get that information? Why don't I know that? Who's not here? You know, and just coming with questions. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huge <laughs> yeah are there are there things that we haven't discussed so far that you're like these are really important pieces to know um i just 
there's kind of different frameworks that you can think about it. And this is, I mean, if y'all are looking for a place to go to a training, Building Bridges is in Denver and we're hosting a two day training um, in October, October 11th and 12th, if it's okay if I share this. Um, um, It's called Rooted and it's our two day, it's kind of a train the trainer facilitator training, but talking about diversity, equity, inclusion. And our posture is about being in circle, being in spaces and really calling out and looking at how power dynamics are inevitable in a group and and creating experiential ways for people to really dive deep and be curious about that. And so one of the frameworks we use is we have people think about top five identities that they are holding right now and, um, and share that. I mean, you can do that on your own right now, but being in, in a space where you're sharing with people, right, is not the same. But also just considering, do this for yourself, maybe write a list and then and, and then notice and own that that's how you show up in the world. That's how you lead in the world. That's how you are in spaces. And there's nothing wrong with that, but how are you being aware of that? That's uh, a huge takeaway mm. and a huge first step of yes. acknowledging. yes. And I will be at that training. Awesome. So we have that one is called Rooted. And then in November, we're, we're trying out a new one. It's just about talking about whiteness and white culture supremacy that we're calling Unrooted, right? So again, understanding that this is a systemic thing that are rooted deep into our, our history and our society that we need to fucking pull this out. And so we're doing a one day in November. Um, so would love for people to come to that or keep your eyes open or like building bridges. This is we're trying to do more and more with our shift program to be in spaces with adults. Specifically, mm-hmm. um, we have a solid a youth program that's been around for 25 years mm-hmm. and we're actually training our youth to be facilitators and try and be a co-facilitators with them um which is so exciting and um yeah so I'm really honored to be in space with this organization and um would just yeah love for more people to be able to show up for that Mm. so that's tangible there's plenty and again we can get a list and resources but um you know, getting yourself in Facebook groups that are here in Boulder that are talking about um, social justice. There's one like a diversity on parenting and there's different like just putting yourself in spaces again or or getting your feed a little more diversified. Um, But also, yeah, and then in the trainings, we talk about what's called um, a social identity wheel. And again, just getting at this idea of intersectionality and um, and taking certain identities through the four eyes. So um, if I'm thinking about a way that I am oppressed, I could look at sexism. If I will, can be, if I will look at a way that I am in my power or have power in, I can look at my whiteness. And it's really important to, to, it has been for me over and over again, I facilitate this, but every time I have a new learning or understanding about a different identity or hear someone else wrestling with what it is to be neurodiverse or someone who's talking about what it is to be um yeah I don't know transgendered or just and I'm so being in that space right I learn but I also am reflecting on how I'm showing up and why I'm showing up the way that I am and yeah more often than not there's things that intersect that um that get complicated, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> make things complicated. But this is everywhere. 
Yeah, it is. And I think that that is a really good place to start too, is mm-hmm. to take off the the veil, the mask of having the privilege to not see these dynamics yes. in day to day, every single where that you, every place that you go. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really great first step. Is like yes, yeah, and that's in the courageous conversations about race training the beyond diversity all the things that I've experienced that is like the one key thing that I also have in my back pocket of um, we have the privilege as white people to take off a critical race lens like if you think of them as sunglasses right like we get to choose if we put them on or not and constantly every day having conversations and being aware myself have I taken my critical race lens off and am I taking it off on purpose for self-care or am I doing it because I'm uncomfortable yeah. or because I don't want to deal with it, right? And just really, again, trying to, that's something that I try and do. Every space that I'm in, every experience that I'm in, what does race have to do with it? What does um, gender, sexism have to do with it? Like just really like not having to have a conversation with people, but just being curious about it. And the more and more you're aware of it, I mean, that's for me is like I can see the patterns instantly at this point. Like yeah. whiteness shows itself so fast. Yeah. It's so predictable. White maleness shows itself so fast, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And black and brown people, I think I would, I don't want to put words in mouths, but like they can see white feminism, white women patterns so fast, yeah. right? And the more that we can at least hear that that's how we show up and hear that that's how we're, things are playing out, then we can make the choice to, again, turn around on that walkway or keep riding the walkway am I going to do something differently and that's the whole other journey too of how do I stay in this mm-hmm. what does that look like for me mm-hmm. for some people that might be being a part of a protest mm-hmm. for some people that might be simply getting more information reading an article um, but how do you how can you keep yourself in the game mm-hmm. So this is, you know, a big, I'm in love with you. I love you too. <laughs> I really, yeah. yeah. And I would say too, like, you know, as someone who holds space, I'm just really aware of the potential that I have to impact or not impact yeah. in this way. Yeah. And I would say for any of our listeners, because I know that, like, you know, just tons of my friends are mm-hmm. facilitators, are teachers, yes. are people in these leadership roles. And so I would just say, like, if you are in a leadership role, put your fucking lenses on mm-hmm. and consider how you might be playing a part. Consider mm-hmm. how you can bring these things up and deconstruct them within your group. Yep. Um, things like that, because I for sure am going to be doing that. Yeah. After this conversation, like I am way more clear on ways that I am perpetuating these systems. Yeah. Yeah. And that's for me is just my, you know, purpose or goal at this point is how can I be a less oppressive person in my everyday? Inevitably, there are things playing out where I am whether I know it or not. Sometimes it's in my language. Sometimes it's not anything that I've said. It's something, a little thought that pops up in my head. And am I letting that thought be there and be that be my truth? Or am I stopping and saying, 
where the fuck did that come from? You know, just like even little bits of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then again, in the November training we're doing, we're specifically looking at white supremacy culture. But this is something you can also access. It's a, you know, you can get it online. Mm. Um, It's by Tema Okun. um, And she lists, black woman lists the characteristics. Mm. Um, Perfectionism, sense of urgency, defensiveness, quantity over quality either or thinking like these are all different characteristics that are um whiteness and not that they're necessarily bad until they're utilized in a way that it harms other people right and so that's something that i've constantly had to think about of where is my right to comfort showing up in this where is um either or thinking like that's been something on my healing journey i've had to really rectify with of Mm -hmm. just how that how religion um, perpetuates that as well is like Mm -hmm. you're either good or bad yeah well actually no (laughs) Mm -hmm. i can be a good person and racist Mm -hmm. i can be a good person and hurt people Mm-hmm. I can be, you know, like these, all of these things exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. I am a perfectly imperfect human being. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to own that. That I And mm-hmm. if we don't have that for ourselves, we don't have that for other people yes. either. Yes. <laughs> like we don't see, like hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, like some people may see like a black man and think that he is inherently a bad person yes. because of social constructing yes. and white supremacy and all of that and all there the narratives is, that we've seen yeah yes. it's it's literally that either or yes. in outside of ourselves as well and seeing other people yes oh hurt people hurt people yes yeah and that judgment piece it's so big yep yeah the little biases that pop up that it's it's a huge step to just own and look at and hold (laughs) you know like no these are here these are really here Mm -hmm. and I can continue to believe in them I can continue to have them take me over Mm -hmm. or I can try something different Mm -hmm. or I can ignore it or I can just I can again just get curious like ooh, (laughs) what's here what is this yeah yeah, I think that curiosity is a big word to be carrying through here because yeah. I do hear some women saying, and even myself sitting here, this feels very vulnerable talking about yeah. this. Um, like I probably have already, I know I have said something, said a many things mm. that were in privilege and not known it. Yeah, right. And sometimes I feel like people don't, um, have the conversation because they're scared they're going to fuck up. So yes. Oh, that's they huge. Withhold, they withhold any yes. action yes. whatsoever, yes. any kind of repair, because they're afraid that they're going to piss off this person, yes. hurt this person, say the wrong thing, and whatever. Yeah. So I yes. guess I'm saying that to bring light to myself and to others listening, like, just show up scared. Yeah. And get comfortable show the fuck up show the fuck up Mm -hmm. and get comfortable with being uncomfortable you got it you got it you got it (laughs) and that's what we have to do be open in that curiosity and open in that uncomfortableness and take away the reaction the defensiveness for having someone criticize the way that you showed up or said a word instead say take it as an opportunity to learn yes say that damn say that and so showing up in those circles you know because 
I've thought about this a lot and I haven't taken action on it and mm. like seeking out a, a, a group or a or people that are of a different ethnicity of mm-hmm. myself and sitting in this conversation to learn to yeah. hear them and to witness them but I've been so fucking scared that mm-hmm. I'm either gonna show up and look like I am there to um I don't know what the word is, but tokenize mm-hmm. or show up to like even be, I'm a good white person because right. I'm sitting here, um, sitting in a diver- diverse circle, hearing mm-hmm. other people's stories, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because then that also is another way of um, having privilege or, or putting myself up on a pedestal mm-hmm. in this area. Not saying that I'm doing it, but those are the things that I'm afraid sure. that I'll be seen as yep. by stepping into a culture that is um, out of what I have, what my skin tone is and yeah. what I have been um, surrounded by. And all those things are true. And, you know, right? Like, what will you potentially... You know, it just, it also just matters of how you show up in that space too, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, are you at least there and listening? Are you taking the back seat at this point? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you willing to um, just be humble in that space versus like trying to be the life of the party or, you know, like kind of fake or um, I don't know. It's just about how you show up in the space too. Mm-hmm. But I hear what you're saying mm-hmm. and that's important is to be wrestling with and thinking about all of that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but where you know and that's if you haven't heard Robin D'Angelo speak she really again goes through this and it's incredible seeing the visuals as she goes through this of white people could go their entire lives and have gone through their entire lives never being in relationship with people of color yeah. so she shows videos of babies being born in the hospital all white people school all white people right if you think about who were your teachers oh yeah yeah right yep doing the the marriage thing so who's at your wedding mm-hmm. you know and then who's at your funeral at the end too like who do wow. you have within your sphere and white people we we will could and most people do live their entire lives thinking that they're not missing out that they are perfectly perfectly having a great life with just the white people and the white experience that they have. But they're missing out on... And that is so, privilege. That is privilege. That is absolute privilege. Right? And again, so I have to think about my own experience. I grew up in a white, um, middle-class, suburban situation. And yeah, all my neighbors were white. All my teachers were white. Um, and that does something to some to a person, right? Like that inadvertently says something to you mm-hmm. and so that's part of the, my friend and I did start our own podcast we haven't been able to finish it but talking about use because she also utilizes courageous conversations about race so we have language together and yeah. we one of our episodes was talking about like what was your and thinking about bookends what was your very first experience of race can you can you pinpoint that yeah. and um and like where you actually understood that this was something mm-hmm. And for me, it was when, um, or one of my earlier memories is when a white male adult in my life made a joke about Mm. um, a black squirrel. What do you call that black squirrel? Well, you use the N-word with with an S at the front. And so, again, just inadvertently, what are the things that we are taught without 
without actually being taught, right? Yeah. Like, again, that is a cultural thing of like, this thing is here, but actually we don't talk about it, but it's okay to make this racist joke and it's mm-hmm. okay to, you know, just, again, really getting curious about how that was cultivated for you throughout your, oh, yeah. your childhood and, yeah. and, and, and now. <laughs> what's like what's the other bookend so like just more recently what has where has race shown up in a situation so like your more recent one right yeah wow Mm -hmm. yeah and I've Mm -hmm. I've felt that hard honestly going Mm -hmm. from New York City that is very diverse you know I lived in Bushwick for many years which is socioeconomically on the low end Mm -hmm. um and then uh, moving to Boulder. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've noticed since I've lived in Boulder, I've been in Colorado for six years. Okay. My, like the way that I register race has gone way up. Yeah. Like walking around in New York, honestly, yeah. I know that this is privilege in itself, like yeah. not seeing color, but yeah. like I was just used to moving through the world with yes. black and brown people. My yes. best friends, some of my best friends in high school yes. were black and brown people. Yes. Like that was not a thing. Yes. Um, and then moving here where my circle is white. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I've got maybe like two or three black and brown friends. Yeah. Whereas back in New York, it was like about probably half, honestly. Right. And... So the way that I register race since being immersed in this white, very white-centric culture yep. is different. Yes. And what you said about considering where you live yeah. in relationship to this topic yeah. is really striking me. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it's like, Same. I don't know that I am willing to choose that because mm. I never saw it as a choice. Yeah. It was just like, well, I'm here and this is where I live and yeah. that's what it's like. And uh, yeah, no, it's a fucking choice that I'm making. Yeah, it to is. To live in this place yeah. and not, you know, s- seek out communities and neighborhoods where I will encounter people of diverse perspectives right. on a regular basis. Right. So. And that's not good nor bad or right or wrong. Right. It's, right. it's just, can, can you at least acknowledge that or be aware of that and again understand then maybe what you're missing out on understand how that might you might slip into the default of whiteness sooner faster easier right and just again how how are you keeping your critical race lens on tighter Mm -hmm. right and not taking it off but still looking and again like there there are black and brown activists people in boulder and they are they're amazing and they have they are doing lots of work and they're here they're there and so if we don't know about them or not aware that there are there is a presence of black and brown people in boulder then that's also something to get curious about and seek out Mm -hmm. Um, because they are and uh so that's you know but also yes considering your day in and day out (laughs) what is your quota and again not being shame about it but also yeah recognizing it's a choice and also recognizing again being that it's a bigger system that you're a part of yes right and just being aware of that yep that your choice is in service of this bigger system and and again you know then there's bigger conversations of uh, what does liberation look like what does being in community look like if if things were different if white supremacy wasn't our default then what would bolder what would our lives look like right and and so just thinking about that yeah (laughs) 
again, thinking about what we potentially are missing out on and and if, if it's important to you, how can you authentically seek out other spaces' perspectives, do something about it? Again, mm-hmm. not to tokenize and just go get a black friend because you're supposed to. Because right. that will make you a better white person. That's fucked. Um, but yeah, just more things to remain curious about. Absolutely. And do your own wrestling around. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I feel like we could dive... <laughs> yeah deeper and deeper and deeper (laughs) so much there is so much Um, so thank you so much for coming on here and giving us a tip of the iceberg of knowledge that you've acquired um and yeah I feel a lot more just from this conversation I feel a lot more um clear Mm -hmm. on choices that I want to make going forward yeah and I really appreciate that yeah thank you I feel honored you know this is again something that is deeply personal to me that and I don't ever want to put in go in vain of the experiences and the resources you know it's it's I participated in a pattern of of I was a white woman in a in a school Mm -hmm. I I took resources, I, mm-hmm. I gained knowledge, I gained experience from the black and brown people around me, and then I left. Right. So that doesn't, you know, that is something that I hold as well. And so I'm, I'm very grateful to be of service in this way. Um, and, and again, just want to be out here for white people. That is, you know, my sphere of influence. How can I support folks in at least, again, being curious or we're wanting to explore more and trying to come from a, a space of softening hearts and and just wanting folks let's just be better yeah. <laughs> we, yes. we need to be better we and do. we can Absolutely. we can and it again it's not a checklist it's not a there's all these things you could or should be doing part of it is your own uh, tension around and curiosity around and, and your own path around it but just education education is key yeah you don't know what you don't know right you don't know what you don't know yeah but and once you know out. what the fuck are you gonna do with it yeah. right yeah I feel so incredibly humbled yeah. by sitting here today and learning and um, appreciative of you being here and mm. opening up and so thankful for your journey and you sharing it with us and we will absolutely be putting these resources Mm -hmm. and the notes for you all Mm -hmm. so that we can all have there's no excuses Mm -hmm. there's no excuses after you've listened to this podcast for you to not choose a podcast a podcast yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. an article yeah (laughs) choose to see the information it's here for you It is here for you to learn, to be curious, to open to, and to do something about. And start seeking out people that you can talk to about this, too. Yeah, Yeah. and those those events. Can you go again, just the dates really quickly of those two events that are happening Um, in Denver? Yeah, so Building Bridges is in Denver, and we're hosting uh, a rooted training in diversity, equity, inclusion, October 11th and 12th. Okay. And then in November... We're hosting Unrooted about white culture, white supremacy, um, 
in uh, I don't want to say the wrong date but we can put that in we'll I think November 12th or November it. yeah okay it's in November though okay and that's a one-day training Excellent. uh yeah yeah okay. we'll put all the ways that you can access those trainings links and stuff and then we'll also put yeah. ways that you can access well and because there's Miller yeah right um if you feel so called to reach out to her um would that be okay yeah absolutely okay. Um, my website is marinjmiller.com. All my information and ways to get a hold of me are there. Um, and yeah, and there's there's lots of other resources that we can share in terms of training. Reagan Bird is a black woman who is in Denver area as well. She constantly is, is giving training. So there's, there's more opportunities if you can't go to these. But yeah. those specifically I'll be co-facilitating and mm. would love for folks to be there. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah, it's thank you been so much. such an honor. Ooh, we probably yeah. should have put a thing at the beginning. If you're a black and brown person, it's white people talking about <laughs> right? whiteness, beware. You might not want to listen. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. Yes. You still could. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, everyone, for sitting with us and getting getting down in it getting down into the roots of things and opening our own minds and hearts to ways that we can be better humans yeah so. I think that's the other thing it's just really reconnecting our heads to our hearts that's another white person call <laughs> that's another podcast <laughs>